Hello again. It's been a couple months since I've done the last podcast, and I want to apologize for that. Sometimes life just gets in the way and things happen, and we have to take a little time off. Ashley is taking a hiatus for a little while, so I'm going to be flying solo, although I am going to have some special guests, and we're going to cover a lot of great topics. Today, I want to talk about bidding. Bidding in the builder world with new construction is really pretty new. I've been doing this 23 years and have never done it before. So I wasn't super happy about it when I was first told that we wanted to do this. But I have grown to kind of like it. There's two main reasons why builders have started doing the bidding process. And normally it's only in the really hot markets, the really high demand and low supply, or in specific neighborhoods. So there are builders who maybe only use it in one or two neighborhoods. We use it in three of our neighborhoods, but not the other ones. Um, there's the reasons for this is if you have a neighborhood or you're in an area that has just an incredible amount of interest and you have an interest list of 600 to 2000 people, but you only have 45 or 88 or hundred home sites to sell. Well, you're never getting to number 300 and so those people are just sitting on that list, you know, killing times. With the bid process, it allows equal opportunity. Everybody can, you know, make an offer on that house or townhouse or condo, whatever it might be. And, you know, just as if they were buying a resale, you know, making an offer on a resale. That gives people the ability not to have to wait to see if all the lots sell before they ever get to them. The second reason is it's a little bit of a cushion for builders. Builders that don't use escalation clauses and even those that do, it helps with the margin and maybe they don't have to go back to the people because the problem is, and a lot of people don't know this, but if I sell a house that's a pre-sale in April, and then it doesn't go to, you know, getting building permits or whatever. And it, we send out the POs in May or June, lumber drops after the foundation's in, so it doesn't drop until end of June or July. Whatever day it leaves the yard, the trusses, the floor joists, the framing package, the sheathing, whatever it is, when it leaves that yard, that's how much the builder is charged that day. So if it's 50% higher than it was back in April, then they've just taken a humongous hit. Um, now, this hasn't happened yet, but if it's lower, then that helps them too. A lot of um, you know builders, this is going to help because if somebody bids $50,000 over, even $5,000 over, $10,000 over, there is a little bit of a cushion 
that will help them retain, you know, the margin. Because a lot of people have been seriously losing money on some houses out there. And that's also why a lot of builders are not selling homes, whether it's by bid or wait list or just first come, first serve, until they are framed. Some builders are not doing it until they're in sheetrock. And there are truly some builders that are not doing it until they are within 30 days of closing. So there's a lot of um, difference in the different stages, but the bid process helps no matter what stage it is that you're going to release a home. As long as you're in, you know, a, a good area, a good neighborhood that, you know, generates an awful lot of interest. So if you've not done the bid process, here's how it works. You build that interest list. You are constantly sending the, you know, updates to the interest list. When you're ready to release some home sites, you send out an email saying, yay, we're getting ready to release this home site, this home site, and this home site. These are the floor plans. These are the options that we've already put into the home, whether that's structural or design. And this is the minimum that we'll take for that house. And then people have an offer form that the builder provides and they bid on the house. Normally there is a hard deadline, whether it's, you know, one day or three days, whatever it might be, they have to have the offers back with proof of funds or a pre-approval by that deadline. And then the onsite agent takes it, presents it to upper management and they decide which offer they're going to take. Most of the time, obviously, they're taking the higher offer. Cash doesn't really matter except for the appraisal part of that because builders get cash, whether it's from a bank or from an individual. It saves the individual some time and they can don't have the closing costs um, that a loan would have. But, you know, a lot of builders don't care whether it's cash from a from a loan or cash from an individual. The tips I have to have a successful bid process, I've had six now uh, rounds of bidding and each time they've been really good. My suggestion would be to start first with that interest list. 80% of all the people who have bid in every one of my rounds of bidding have been people I met with. I have 1,200 people on an interest list and I have anywhere from three to 19 people bid on each house over the last six. And all of them, with the exception of about 20%, they're all people that I know that I've, I've, I've met with on site. So what I do whether you have an online counselor who gets these leads or you are getting them directly, you should follow up and just send an email introducing yourself, suggesting that they meet you on site. Even if you have nothing to show, which I don't have anything to show, you can sell them on the area, what's around there and how convenient it is. You can sell them on the home sites. You can show them the order that the home sites are going to be released or what floor plan is going to be on which home site, if you know. 
You can show them the amenities. You can really get them excited about the prospect of living there, especially on a bid process because they have to really want that because most likely they have to go over the asking price. So you want to you want to build a relationship with these you know people and not just assume that because the market's so great that they're going to get this email and they're going to just hop to and want to you know send you all these bids. You also want to have work with your marketing group, have an actual set day and try to stay around the same time. So if you're releasing once a month and it's, you know, try to say the second week of the month, that's when you're releasing because people who don't win and they want to look forward to that next release. Not always does that work, but that's a good rule of thumb. And you select the lot that you're going to release. You select the floor plan. We personally select all the structural options. We allow people to go to the design studio, but a lot of builders have went away from that as well. Whatever the options are, you want to have that on a list for them to see and the pricing so that they can see what the minimum bid is. I highly suggest that you give a heads up email. So a couple days before you're going to release, send out a mass email saying, Yay, get ready, very exciting. We're going to release X, Y, and Z. You don't put in much, you know, more than that. And then you have um, a firm deadline when those offers need to be in and what needs to be presented. I also give tips to my realtors and my buyers. I suggest that they bid on more than one. Particularly if you're selling townhomes and they are similar or they're maybe you only have a couple floor plans in the neighborhood. If they're okay with buying any one of those, then I suggest to people bid on all of them. The one you want the most, throw the most money at that you're comfortable with. And I always say it that way because I don't know what they're comfortable with. And I work for the seller, so you know. I can't help them out with that. You want to make sure that, um, you know, you suggest that the one that they want the least, that they're still willing to take it if they win it. And then, you know, maybe they want to bid the least on that. I had one guy who bid 900 over asking and he won. And he won because everybody, and it was the same floor plan, bid on the one right beside it for some reason. So... He won that one. Now that didn't happen very often. That was like three or four rounds ago, but still it can happen. So I do suggest that it gives them more of a chance to win if you're releasing multiple homes. The um, one thing, and I've heard from a lot of agents, I've contacted a lot of agents in different states, even asking them about the bid process. And one thing on-site agents have told me is that they get repeatedly yelled at after it's over by realtors or maybe even prospects who didn't win because they thought that she or he should call them and let them know that they weren't the highest and do they want to get a higher bid. Now you really can't do that, but what you can do, if I have offers, multiple offers that come in that are within $10,000 of each other, I call the realtor if there is one or the prospect and I say, you're in a multiple offer situation. Would you like to modify your offer? 
Now, that's all I say. I don't tell them that they're too low or, or too high. I just say, do you want to modify? They don't want to. That's okay. But if you had half a brain, wouldn't that tell you that, hey, you're close, but you're not there. And maybe you need to go a little higher. I don't know. I'm trying to be helpful. If they don't want to, fantastic. If they do, great. They need to resubmit an, another bid form. And then you can pick the winner. I had an agent. She did not go back to her buyers. She just, she was a new agent and she knew that they told her we're not going over this amount. And so when I asked her if she, you know, if her buyers wanted to modify, she said no. And they lost by $500 and they fired her. So I would always, realtors out there, go back to your client and let them know at least that they're in that multiple bid situation. The um, biggest thing I can say is the one, the biggest complaint I get from agents who contact me about um, on sites and and you know selling new construction. With this market in the last year and a half, I think people have kind of lost their minds a little bit and there's not a whole lot of uh, courtesy and customer service. And I know we're all really busy and listen, I released three houses, got 19 bids on each one and it was a pain in the butt. I contacted each person and realtor individually, letting them know that I so appreciate them taking part in the bid. They did not win, but I would encourage them to try again on the next round and I tell them approximately when that will be. If they were second in line, I let them know that and I tell them if anything happens to this one, then you know I will come back to you. Once everybody's under contract, I do go back to anybody who asks me and let them know where the bid fell because I work for the seller and as long as the seller is fine with me telling, you know, before it closes what the house sold for, I can, I can do that. So I like to tell the realtors, especially what they sold for, because if they have another client or they want to come back and their client bid again, then they have a better idea in the you know, range that these houses are selling. Because right now, a lot of builders aren't using the MLS. I'm kind of guilty about that myself because the prices keep going up and I don't want to put them in there and then they'd be too low. So, um, you know, you that's something I would suggest. If you're early on in a neighborhood, particularly a bigger neighborhood, and you are looking at the prices to, you know, hold value the way through. So those are my suggestions. I really think that um, you need to educate realtors, you on-site agents, because realtors are nervous about this bidding too. CMAs don't work for the most part. So it's really hard and frustrating and they don't want to tell their buyers wrong and they don't want them to pay too much, but they don't want them to lose either. And they're tired of making offers on resales, which I completely get. Um, those 20-page contracts are, are a lot. Ours are bad enough. But when we write them, we know that we have a buyer. So I think that um, 
you know, that's really important to build those relationships. And, and, you know, as long as your seller is okay with you telling them, you know, what the house is sold for. So I don't think bidding is as bad as what I originally thought. It has given people an opportunity. It has given people an opportunity to get under contract, lock in their price. If there's an escalation clause, then most of them lock at a certain point in the build, maybe at sheetrock. They lock in, they can lock a rate. They can do an extended lock rate so that they feel comfortable at least where the, the price is, where the um, interest rate is. And they know that, you know, five months from now when they close that the interest rate is not going to be 8% and, you know, their payment's going to go up by $1,000. What I can say is, you know, bids may not continue as the market cools. I don't think forecasters thought that the economy would tank so fast. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we're, we've got the highest inflation since 1980, I guess. We've got uh, a recession that's looming. We've got interest rates. You know, the Fed's raising them. They're raising them again in July and one more time this year at least, which doesn't always affect mortgage rates. Hopefully everybody understands that. Right now, they did drop below six again because now our economy is tanking. The stock market is going down. And so when that happens, bonds go up and interest rates flatten a little bit. So they, as of today, were, I think, five and a half or 5.35, something like that. So they're back into the fives, which is good. And, you know, not as good as January 1st when they were 3%, but, you know, they're, they're there. So I think things are going to de-escalate a little bit. It's going to slow things down a little bit. No one thinks prices are going to go down. So make sure you let your buyers know that or your prospects know that. I'm sure everybody that's listening to this podcast have buyers who say, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait till pricing goes down. Surely there's going to be a bubble. I'm going to wait till interest rates go down. Well, I'm not getting political, but okay, let's just face it. It ain't looking pretty for the home team. You know what I'm saying right now? And so I don't think anything is really going to get really better, especially when the administration last week said that they thought their policies were working and they weren't going to change them. So I'm just saying there's a good possibility things aren't going to be great for the next two years when it comes to that. So people need to just bite the bullet, get in. The supply and the demand is still super heavy, super upside down. You know, there's way more demand than there is supply. So that's going to keep things going. It's just going to slow down a little bit more. And as it does, maybe we won't need the building process except for really, you know, uh, unique, incredible communities. So that's, that's my thoughts. Don't be afraid of bidding, whether you're on site or you're a realtor that sells new construction. I just think that the sooner your buyer can get into a house, under contract, you know, locked into that price, locked into that rate. The good news is you can tell your buyers that housing appreciation has always, since they've been keeping record, always outpaced inflation. With the exception, side note, 
2008 to 2010. But that was a whole different weird, you know, mortgage creating housing bust thing. So you can't go wrong with real estate. I listened to Warren Buffett uh, last week on CBS.com talking about this very thing. I have a chart. If anybody wants this chart to show their uh, buyers or prospects, you know, send me an email at chicksonsite at gmail.com and I'll be happy to email it to you. It outpaces it. Warren Buffett said if he had to give anybody advice, he'd say get into real estate instead of the stock market right now, unless you can buy low in the stock market. Um, so anyway, that's a bit of, you know, good news. So as always, please subscribe to our podcast. You can email me at chicksonsite at gmail.com. You can go to our website, chicksonsite.com, and you can send me a message, give me your thoughts, any problems you might be having, if you need some advice, if there's a topic that you want to hear about, or if you'd like to be on the show. If you have something you want to discuss, I would love to have you. If you want to sponsor the show, that's great too. All this can be done through chicksonsite.com. So until next time, happy selling, everyone.